Hello, welcome to Serrated Edge. Um, today my brother is going to be reading George's Marvelous Medicine. Enjoy. Chapter 3. George begins to make the medicine. George took an enormous saucepan out of the cupboard and placed it on the kitchen table. George came this shrill voice with came from the next room. What are you doing? Nothing, Grandma, he called out. You you need think I I can't hear you just because because you you closed the door. You're adding the saucepans. I'm just tying in the kitchen, Grandma. Then there was silence. George had had absolutely no doubts whatsoever about how how he he was going to make his famous this medicine. He wasn't going to fool about wondering whether to put in a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Quite simply, he's going to put in everything he could find. There'd be no messing about, no hesitating, no wondering whether a particular thing would not appeal go sideways or not. Who would be this? Whatever he saw, if it was runny or powdery or gooey, in it went. Nobody had, had, had ever made a medicine like that before. If it didn't actually cure, cure grandma, then and it would in any way cause some exciting results. It would be worth watching. George decided to work his, his way around the various rooms one at a time and see what they had to offer. He would go first to the bathroom. There are always lots of funny things in a bathroom. So upstairs he went and carrying the two, sorry, carrying the enormous two-handled saucepan before him. In the bathroom, he, he gets long and Nearly at the famous and dreaded medicine cupboard, but here didn't go near. It was, it was the only thing in the entire house he was, was forbidden to touch. He had made some promises to his parents about this, and he wasn't going to break them. There were things in there that told him that that could actually kill a person, and although. Oh, he, he was out to give his grandma a pretty fiery mouthful. mouthful. He, he didn't want a dead body on his hands. George put, put the saucepan in on the floor and went to work. Number one was a bottle un, un, labeled Gondlas Hershampoo. He emptied it into the pan. That ought, ought to wash your tummy nice and clean. He said he took, took a full tube of toothpaste 
this in and squeeze out the whole lot of it in, in one long arm. Maybe that will, will, will brighten up those, those horrid brown teeth of hers. Oops. He said, there's an aerosol can of super foam from Sherry and so belonging to his father. George loved playing with aerosols. He pressed the button and, and kept his finger on it, it until there was nothing left. A whole, whole, a wonderful mountain of white foam burnt up in the giant saucepan. With his fingers, he he, he scooped out the contents and so a, a jar of, of vitamin and rich face cream and one in a small bottle of scarlet nail varnish. The toothpaste that doesn't clean her teeth, George said, and this will paint them red as roses. He found another a jar of creamy stuff named labeled hair remover. Smear on, on your legs, it said, and, and, and allow it to remain for five minutes. George tipped it all into the saucepan. There's a bowl with yellow stuff inside it that called dish, Dishworth's famous dandruff pure. And at once, there's something called brilliant for cleaning false teeth. It was white powder. And that went too. He, he found another aerosol can and never more pumpkin in the odorant spray guaranteed, it said, to keep away unpleasant bugs. Ice must was for a whole day. She could use plenty of that, that George said as he, he, he sprayed the entire can for into the saucepan. Liquid paraffin, and the next one is called. It was a big bottle. He had the faintest idea how I did into you. No, but we poured it in anyway. That, he thought, looking around him, was about all from the bathroom. On his mother's dressing table in, in the bedroom, George found yet another lovely soul can. It's called Helga's hair set. Hold 12 over inches away from the hair and spray that he, he, he squirted the whole lot into the, the saucepan. And he did it enjoy squirting these aerosols. There's a, a bottle of perfume and, and cold flowers of turnips. Smelled for the whole cheese. And it went. And then, too, ooh, went a large round um, box of powder. It was called pink plaster. There, there was a powder puff on top, and he threw that in as well for luck. 
find a couple of lipsticks. Lipsticks. You pulled the greasy red things out of their little cases and add them to the mixture. The bedroom had nothing more to offer, so George threw the normal saucepan downstairs again and tried into the laundry room for the shelves for all kinds of household items. The first one he took down was a large orange orange box of a super white for for automatic washing machines. Stir, it said, it will disappear like magic. George didn't know what whether a grandma was automatic or not, but she was certainly a dirty old woman, so she'd better have it open, he said, taking in the whole box full. There was a big, then there was a big tin of wax glove or fudge. It was soft and foul messy. It was from your floor and leaves everything shiny black. Said, George scooped the orange colored black stuff up out of the tin and plunked it into the tin. There's one cardboard cart. Carton made sleep powder for dogs. Sleep well away from the dog's food, said. Because this powder, if it eaten, will make the dog explode. Good, then. Then the door pointed it on to the saucepan. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Found a box of, of canary seeds on the shelf. Perhaps they will make the old bird, bird sing, he said, and in it went. Next, George explored the box of the shoe tools, brushes and pins and dusters. Well now, he thought, there is a nice as well, so, so, so my nice must also be well. Or she was smaller around. The way to color it, he decided, would be with brown shoe polish. A large tin heater was, was labeled dark tin. Splendid. He scooped, he scooped it all, all out with a spoon and, and plopped it into the pan. He would stir it up later. On his way, he he back to the kitchen and George saw a, a, a bar of gin standing on the side that board. Ron was very, very fond of gin. He was allowed to have a, a small nip of it every evening. Now he gave her a treat. He was pouring the whole box. He did. Back, back in the kitchen, George put the huge saucepan on the table and went over into the, the cupboard that served as a larder. The shelves were, were, bul- were bulging with bottles and jars of every sort. He chose the following and em- emptied them into the saucepan. A tin of curry powder, 
a tin of mustard powder, powder above extra, above quote unquote extra hot, hot ending quote chili sauce, a tin of black peppercorns above horseradish sauce. There, he said aloud, that should do it. George came the squeaky voice from the from next room. Who are you talking to in there? What are you up to? Nothing, Grandma. Absolutely nothing. He called back. Is it time for my my medicine yet? No, Grandma. I'm not not for half 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 an hour. Well, just see、so、you don't forget it. I won't, Grandma. I'm Georgian too. I promise I will. Words. Um. Today the word is interruption. Um. An interruption is when someone comes in and oh, it's when. You're doing something or something, and you get interrupted.、Uh, yeah, or and you get like stopped or in bothered or something. Um. So yeah. If you like this episode, you can support Serrated Edge. By subscribing,、um, making a poster, telling a friend about us,、um, or sending in a recording so we can、um, put it on an episode. I'm going to put the I'm going to put the link to、um, the message thing in the show notes. So、um, yeah. This episode was、um, produced as always by Gavin Snyder, and it was narrated by Luke Snyder. That's our show. We hope you enjoyed it.